Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. Today is Monday, December 4, 2023, and I have an excellent show for you today, although it will be somewhat noisy as I'm on the road. Too much to do, you guys. Way too much to do. Uh, neither Encouraging Angels, nor Stan Szymanski, nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. All information presented is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Well, folks, I am uh, driving to uh, take care of business this morning. Uh, I want to update with you with a few things. If you haven't heard these things or aren't paying attention, uh, you should be paying attention to almost everything. In fact, you should have uh, some parameters that you do every day uh, to make sure that you are aware of what's going on around you. One of those things, <coughs> pardon me, I don't have my cough button since I'm on the road. Um, one of those things uh, is the price of precious metals because it's an indicator of uh, a number of things. One of them is trouble. The other things are that people are buying it because they want real money and not uh, fiat, not money issued by decree by the government, which all, believe it or not, every currency ever issued by any government has always returned to its true value, and that value is zero. Again, I apologize for the noise and everything today. Um, but I've got to, if I'm going to do a podcast, I've got to do it on the road. So that's just the way it is. Um, so the price of gold, first of all, last week, Friday, uh, gold closed around 2082 on the ask at $2,082, which was a new all time closing high <coughs> last night, Sunday night. Because gold trades, gold, the you know, precious metals trade a little differently. Um, like that, uh, it closes the week on Friday at four o'clock, like stocks and bonds do. Uh, but it starts trading at six p.m. on Sunday night. So and then it trades it trades overnight. Last night, remember that the close on Friday was two thousand and eighty-two dollars, a new all-time high for gold. You know, per ounce. Um, gold spiked to, right after the open, within an hour of the open, spiked to 1,000, excuse me, spiked to $2,147 last night. I didn't even check it this morning, and since I'm in the car, I'm using my, my phone as like my Wi Fi, and I'm recording to my tablet, so. Um, I did not check this morning. I probably could while we are traveling and as I'm moving on down the road here. Let's just have a quick look. 
Uh, it's tracked back down. Okay, it's now down $20 since the close on Friday. It's at, the ask is 2057 So what happens is a lot of times when you have a new high, people will sell into that. You know, there's people who have been waiting for who knows how long, months, a year or two, to sell into a price that high, which they did because it did not last at that at that price. Um, but today's still young, and I have a feeling there's just going to be a lot of activity with the precious metals. And the higher you see precious metals go, you will probably also see more unsteadiness in the world and in the other markets, like the stock and bond markets. We'll wait and see how all that play, plays out, but um, gold is a safe haven in, in uncertain times, and if we are nothing, we are in uncertain times. So, if you, you uh, are not watching that, please watch that, and you should consider doing something about it. I don't give financial advice, um, but I would, you know, when I was practicing as a CFP with, you know, major institutions, even back then, even though I did not know what I know now about the actual physical precious metal, and that's what you should be getting, physic, in my humble opinion, again, I'm not giving anybody specific advice, is that it is the physical metal that will, in the end, you know, save your butt. Uh, it will, it's not going to be SLV or GLD, you know, not buying the exchange-traded funds, no matter what BlackRock says. Um, yeah, while the dollar is still working, they could make you some money, as, as could the, uh, the, the miners. That's probably a play that's coming into view right now. Again, I'm not giving any financial advice. It's just my opinion. Uh, you know, when people fled Germany, you know, during the Holocaust, they sold, sowed, S-E-W-E-D, uh, sowed gold coins like into the seam of their clothes so that they could escape you know, and have something when they got to the other side to start a new life with. Folks, I don't know what we're up against 100% here, but as a CEO of a disability ministry, um, the steps that you take right now might have help you get through a time like perhaps we have not seen. Another one of those things is food. F-O-O-D. Now, I subscribe to uh, Pastor Joe Fox at Viking Preparedness. And, and he has a YouTube channel, but he doesn't put all of his good information you know, on there. That's more to kind of recruit people and get them to the Patreon channel, which I would highly recommend. Again, I'm not giving you advice, but you can check that out. But he, he lives where he lives. They call it Shofar Mountain. It's a big piece of property they bought. And they have recruited a lot of people to, you know, live there. Uh, it's quite an achievement. And uh, what he did over the weekend is he bought, he has an old GMC 3500 pickup. 
he put 2,500 pounds of corn, of field corn, into that pickup. And he just drove real slow to get it home. Uh, Now, some people would not eat field corn. And, of course, it has to be either ground or it has to be go through a process called nixtamalization, which utilizes lime to like get the, uh, the coating off the corn, <coughs> which would then allow your body to assimilate the nutrients once that's all washed off and all that. Um, but anyway, you, you know, 2,500 pounds of food, you, of, of just, you know, field corn, you think that sounds gargantuan, but folks, uh, bear independent. Uh, has videos where he has stated the the research from the military where they have studied this and said to keep a military age man, a fighting man in the field for a whole year you know under you know and burning the calories that he or she would burn is that it takes about 3200 calories a day or which is a lot for like sedentary life. That's too much for sedentary life. Um, or 750 pounds of food per person per year. So when you hear about Pastor Joe Fox uh, putting up 2,500 pounds of corn, that's only a little over the food it would take uh, to feed three people for a year. How many people do you have in your home, you know, especially if you're a caregiver. Now, again, somebody that is disabled and unable to do almost anything for themselves is not going to be eating or burning that many calories. But as a caregiver, you're going to be burning a lot more calories than you're used to. Because, my goodness, if the grid goes down, if, uh, you know, we, we get uh, shut in, you know, quarantined, whatever, due to, you know, something coming down the pike. I mean, the necessity for you to have food that's, you know, that you're not going to the store for really comes into view. Again, I'm on the highway now, and I apologize for the, uh, I apologize for the, the noise here. Uh, Today I'm driving the old hoopty, and it's noisy. That's just the way it is, uh, but we own it, so that's kind of cool. Um, I mean, I pray right now for the disabled folks, you know, especially for those who have a caregiver or a corporate caregiver who may or may not have the ability to provide right now. That's I'm doing these broadcasts so that it stirs, you know, the, the the inner person of the caregiver to really make a commitment to getting these things, food, water, water purification in a way to store water like a rain barrel, uh, shelter, of course, but that might also mean, well, what we're going to lead to when we say protection um, 
energy and we've talked a good bit about uh, the deals on solar generators and how much you might need although we didn't discuss that but I'm just saying that to you so that you investigate and for me personally you know the ability to actually run a refrigerator for at least an hour a day and have some power left over in case it's you know not sunny the next day where I can charge it with my solar panel uh, because that's how you get to keep your food. If you have a freezer, if you have a refrigerator. Also for you to have lights and, and power, you know, a computer or uh, an iPad or a phone. It's really important. I believe that those days are coming where we're gonna see grid down or for something along those lines, folks. This is just my humble opinion, but it is read and educated. Uh, and take that for what it's worth, okay? Um, so we said food, water, shelter, energy, and protection. And for protection, it can mean a lot of things. There are some obvious things when you think about protection, but one of them, <clears throat> and perhaps the most important one, and I'll leave this to you to consider, is to be where everyone else isn't, where everyone else is not. <clears throat> because, folks, population density is a thing. If the grid goes down, a war starts, um, a, a, a untold, you know, huge pandemic breaks out, it could be a, a host of, of things could be a combination of things uh, you know you are going to be where you are you are going to have what you have but right now you could potentially and folks I believe our time short but that's me um, and again I'm not giving anybody individual advice um, have a conversation with perhaps a relative, a country cousin that has a place in the country, has a place away from the cities that you could go to. And folks, I would think seriously about that. If you had the resources, you could pick up a piece of property and put a, uh, you know, a trailer on it to get started. Um, but these are the considerations. Really, the, if I had to say, you know, the, the title of this podcast is Do the Things. Do the things that matter, that are, are going to carry you through a rough, rough time that I believe is coming. When you see gold making a new all-time high, a new close last week and a new all-time high again, you know, as soon as the market opened, there's some things going on. And I do believe that, that we're just at the beginning. Again, my humble opinion. 
So folks, do the things. And the most important thing out of all these things is to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Because folks, we don't know (laughs) what's coming. I believe it's a very bad time. I believe part of it's judgment on America. Um, Again, my humble opinion. And none of us know what tomorrow brings. I mean, what if you would head off into eternity tomorrow without knowing Jesus Christ? You would not spend eternity with him. Because that's what heaven is. Heaven and ultimately, you know, for believers, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth where believers will reside. But that's after the great battles of Armageddon and so forth. Um, But for you to make sure that you are with God, you are with Jesus Christ, who will judge the entire earth, is that you need to accept the facts that he came to this earth fully God and fully man. He lived a perfect life as a Hebrew, as an Israelite, so that he you know, could fulfill the law. And in fulfilling the law, he lived that perfect life. And in living the perfect life, he became the Lamb of God the perfect sacrifice acceptable to God the Father for the payment of sin because the scripture says without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin and so Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins and he rose again to give us everlasting life he first rose to everlasting life and we When we accept his finished work on the cross and believe that he rose from the dead, we have eternal life. And then, folks, it just doesn't end there because Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And he went on to talk about abiding in him. When when you keep his commands... You abide in Him. You know, Psalm, we'll go back to the Old Testament. I've been working on a little bit of memorization. Psalm 3, the first six verses. My son, forget not my teaching. Keep my commands in your heart. For they will add many years to your life and bring you prosperity bind love and keep it says uh, I'm going by memory while I'm driving here Um, let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart for then you will have a a good name where you will receive excuse me for then you will receive favor and a good name in the sight of God and man 
trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. So that's the first six verses of, uh, of uh, excuse me, not Psalm 3, Proverbs 3. And so I didn't do it perfectly, but I'm working on it. But you have to abide. Once you trust Christ, you have to abide in Christ. And that means obeying Him and keeping His commands. That's why I did my little memorization there for you. Forget not my teaching. Keep my commands in your heart. That means not only have them with you close, it means obey them. Obey them in your heart. And then you will you know, have everlasting life. That is really, that's, that's the beginning and the end of what's really important. Because everything else stems from that. Well, folks, please, this, please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You know, I just uh, changed the announcement bar on our website uh, because EA needs funds to do these things, to keep putting these out, uh, our, our podcast, and just for the equipment and bandwidth and so forth. And we are going to be getting back on that horse of, of worship uh, and, and doing new things as we go into the new year. It's, it's taken me longer than I thought to write new songs, but we've got a number of new songs written, uh, and I still need to record those, so we're working on that. Uh, and, you know, I'm doing writing, and uh, folks, to, to support us in all these things, please, you know, as you consider your year-end giving, please give to Encouraging Angels. You can go to encouragingangels.org, encouragingangels.org, and click on the Donate tab, the Donate Dash and Contact Us page. And there you can use your plastic card to give through Cornerstone, a really great faithful payment processor um, that has done great by us. And um, you can also, if you wanted to send something, a check, Precious Metals, um, you can send it right to our P.O. box, which is listed right on the website. Don't forget this, folks. You know, uh, I've talked to you today about doing the things. You have to be responsible for you, and that includes civil defense. Your government has not made a plan for you. Oh, they have some FEMA camps. Uh, but that may be a roach motel where you check in, but you don't check out. Uh, again, check it out for yourself. But Jack Lawson has written perhaps the definitive work on civil defense. It's called Civil Defense Manual. You can check it out at civildefensemanual.com. 950 pages, two volumes. It's $100. In my humble opinion, it is worth it. Uh, with chapters written by NC Scout on communication, Navy SEAL Matt Bracken on night fighting, um, also military uh, Sam Culper on uh, area study and intelligence gathering, and of course, Jack Lawson, who's also a veteran, writing on those things like putting together a neighborhood protection team. How do you do that? You read the book. 
consider that. So civildefensemanual.com. Well, this is Stan Szymanski. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. And I look forward to seeing you right here next time.